Well, hello everyone. I'm Dr. Leslie Kernison, board-certified geriatrician, founder of Better Health While Aging, and the author of the book, When Your Aging Parent Needs Help. In this video, I'm gonna talk about something that is really important when it comes to preventing falls in older adults, and that is the eight things that I believe doctors should do after an aging person has had a fall. Now, why am I making this video? Well, in my experience, it's quite common that these things don't happen after a fall. And that's a big problem, because one of the best ways to prevent future falls in an older person is to make sure they got the right kind of assessment after a fall. The kind of assessment that geriatricians do, that helps us understand why they fell and helps us do something about it to reduce the chance of future falls. Now, as you may know, many older adults experience falls in later life. At a minimum, this is often scary and embarrassing and can even keep older adults from going out as much as they otherwise would. But as you also probably know, falls can also be really dangerous. And it's not just to your health, they can be dangerous to your lifestyle and your independence. So breaking a hip, for instance, or another major type of fall can be a completely life-changing event for an older person. That's part of why preventing falls is definitely something that we geriatricians wanna help older adults with so that they can be as independent and active as possible. And in particular, before I tell you about the eight things that I recommend everyone do, I wanna highlight two reasons that geriatricians especially focus on falls. So first, a fall can be a sign of a new and serious medical problem that needs treatment. Sometimes it's the only obvious sign that people notice. So for instance, an older person might get weakened and fall because of dehydration or because of a serious infection, such as a pneumonia, a urinary tract infection, or even COVID. Second, older adults who have fallen are at much higher risk for a future fall. So even though we always wanna help older adults prevent falls, it's especially important to do so right after a fall. And then there's one more reason I wanna share with you that I'm making this video. And that's that busy doctors who are not geriatricians may not be as thorough as we would like after a fall, unless older adults and families are proactive about asking questions. And that's because most doctors have the best of intentions, but studies have shown that older patients often don't get the recommended care, in part because it takes a little bit more time and attention to provide that care. And doctors are often put in the position of having to really rush. So as I go through this video, I wanna remind you that you should be ready to be politely proactive after a fall to make sure that certain things aren't overlooked things like medications that worsen balance and other things that I'm gonna share with you today. Because if you aren't proactive, the doctor might just check for injuries. And although that's really important, if we wanna prevent falls so that older people can remain as healthy and independent as possible, what we want doctors to do after a fall is to do a careful evaluation to check on all the things that could have contributed to a fall. So even if you think the fall was just due to tripping or stumbling, consider asking about these eight things that I'm gonna share in this video. And let me now take you through these eight things. And just so you know, I first created this material as a written article that's been a really popular article on my website for the past several years. So no need to take notes. After you watch the video, you can find a link to the article in the description below. Let's start with number one. Number one on my list is to assess for a new underlying illness. Now, doctors will usually do this if an older person has gone weak or is feeling sick, but the doctor has to be aware that the older person is weaker or more confused than usual. Don't assume they'll know this because actually health providers sometimes see an older person come in weak and confused and they assume that they're always like that. 
This is actually a form of ageism, but it's definitely out there and you should be aware of it. Now, in terms of checking for a new illness, what might the doctors be checking for? Basically, they should be looking for any new health problems that could make an older person weak and bring on a fall. There's a pretty long list. Some common ones include infections, such as a urinary tract infection, pneumonia, or even COVID. It could also be dehydration. Another common cause would be anemia, which means a low red blood cell count. Or it could be a heart problem, such as a new minor heart attack or atrial fibrillation that has gotten out of control. Or it could even be something like a stroke. Now, how exactly do they check for all these potential new illnesses? Well, basically, they need to do what we call in medicine a history and a physical. So that means asking questions about when the weakness or illness came on and what are the associated symptoms, and they should also examine the person. After that, they might order some related lab work, and I'll talk more about that in a moment because that's a different one of my things to check. Let me now share with you item number two. That's checking blood pressure and pulse sitting and standing. This is especially important if there have been falls that are associated with standing up, with lightheadedness, or with fainting. I also think it's really important to do if the older person is on blood pressure medicine or even on another type of medication that could drop blood pressure. A common one like that is the prostate medication Tamsulosin. The brand name is Flomax. Even though it's for the prostate, it does affect blood pressure and is especially known for causing this drop when people stand up. Now, checking blood pressure sitting and standing is something that geriatricians often do, but many doctors may not do it. For instance, a study of Medicare patients who came to the emergency room after fainting found that of all the tests that doctors were doing in the emergency room, it was checking blood pressure sitting and standing that ended up being the most useful test. However, doctors were only doing this test one third of a time. Now you may be wondering, why is it a problem for blood pressure to drop with standing? Well, this is something we call orthostatic hypotension, or it's sometimes called postural hypotension. And it's really, really common as people get older, although there are also some younger people who get it. And basically, when you're younger, you have a system in your body that uh, compensates with your blood vessels when you stand up. It automatically tightens up the big blood vessels, especially in your legs, because if it didn't do that, all the blood falls into your legs, and that means there's less blood coming up to your head. And then you get weak and dizzy and you can pass out. Well, as people get older, that system of compensating gets a little slow, and that can lead to a drop in blood pressure when people stand up. It usually recovers after a few minutes, but during that time, people can get really weak and they can fall, and that can lead to a head injury or even a fracture. So I highly recommend checking blood pressure and pulse when sitting and standing. It's something geriatricians always do. If the blood pressure is dropping a lot with standing up, or even if it's generally low when the person is sitting down, then it might be a good idea to dial back any medications that affect blood pressure. Or there are also other approaches that we can teach older adults and families to mitigate this position change in blood pressure, like standing up slowly and taking a moment holding onto something when you first stand up. Let me now share with you the third item on my list of things to do after a fall. So that would be checking certain blood tests. This will generally be done if the older person seems unwell, but it can also be a good idea in other circumstances, especially if it's been a while since labs were last checked. And that's because falls can be caused or worsened by problems that may only show up really in blood work. Some common ones are a low red blood cell count, which we call anemia. Another one is when the blood sodium gets either too high or too low, and that's actually a known side effect of certain types of medications. 
Now, I can't tell you right now just which test should be ordered. It's really going to depend on the circumstances and on the person's past medical history. But in general, a complete blood count and a check of the electrolytes and kidney function is a good place to start. Also, older adults who are on medications for diabetes should definitely be checked to make sure their sugar is not often going low, because that also can cause falls. Now the thing is, if you bring an older person into the doctor after a fall, their blood pressure often won't be low at the moment they're in the clinic. So it might be necessary to review logs, or if the older person has been wearing a continuous blood glucose monitor, one can review the data from that device. When the lab results come back, I would encourage you to keep a copy for yourself. Take a look and see what's been flagged as low or high. And then make sure to ask the doctor to explain any abnormalities, whether those might be related to falls, and what the doctor is planning to do about them. Let me now share with you number four on my list, and that's checking for medications that are associated with falls. So as I've said in my other videos, geriatricians love to check medications. And one of the reasons is that many older adults are taking medications that increase fall risk. The good news is that these can often be reduced or even eliminated. This is such an important part of fall prevention that the Center for Disease Control, which has made fall prevention in older adults a public health project, the CDC recommends that all older adults who have fallen request a medication review. If you want to learn more about which medications are most important to identify for fall prevention, I have an article on Better Health While Aging that covers 10 types of medication that I really recommend reviewing if you're concerned about falls. But briefly, the ones to look out for are first of all going to be all the ones that affect memory and slow brain function. And I have two videos that are about those types of medications that you can watch. So that means things like sedatives, tranquilizers, sleeping pills, even the over-the-counter ones, antipsychotics in people with dementia, plus many other types of medications that are called anticholinergics. And then when it comes to falls, we also usually wanna check on opioid pain medications, especially if they are new. We also wanna check on medications that affect blood pressure and diabetes, because again, falls can be related to blood pressure getting a little too low or to blood sugar getting a little too low. And in my experience, I found that many older adults are probably being overtreated for these conditions, meaning they're taking more medication than I would say is strictly necessary to control their blood pressure or their blood sugar in an optimal range for their age and health condition. All right, let's now go to number five. Number five is checking gait, balance, and leg strength. So gait is a medical word we use for the way somebody walks. So at a minimum, the doctor should carefully watch the way the older person walks in the exam room or in the clinic. And even better is to do a few simple tests to assess leg strength and balance in an older person. So first of all, a great short way to assess strength in an older person is to have them sitting down in a chair in the exam room and ask them to stand up without using their arms. So we would have them put their hands on their shoulders like this and then try to stand up. People who can't do that almost certainly have low leg strength and would benefit from a physical therapy program to increase their leg strength. Then there's checking balance. And here too, there's a really simple test that can be done during the doctor's visit. It's called the four-stage balance test. You can even potentially try it on yourself if you wanna check your balance. What it involves is to first ask an older person to stand with their two feet right next to each other, like this, for 10 seconds. And if they can do that, you ask them to move one foot kinda of halfway in front of the other, like this, for 10 seconds. And if they can do that, you ask them to put one foot entirely in front of the other, like this for 10 seconds. 
and they can't be holding the wall or the chair or another person, obviously, while we're doing this. And then if they can do that, their balance is already pretty good, but the fourth stage is to have them stand on just one foot for 10 seconds. So many older adults who are falling are gonna struggle with this type of test, and that means that they could probably benefit from exercises that help them work their balance. So if in the office visit, gait, strength, and balance don't seem fine, what should we do next? So first of all, I would say that the doctor should first check and see if there's any pain or discomfort that might be contributing to the walking difficulties or the getting up. I mean, if the problem is that somebody has terrible arthritis in their hip or knees, and that's why they can't get up out of the chair, they may need more than physical therapy exercises, although those are still gonna help anyway. And then after that, what we wanna do is refer the older person to physical therapy for more evaluation and for treatment. Physical therapy is a really, really great service for older adults who have fallen. First of all, physical therapists are really good at doing a more thorough evaluation of somebody's walking, balance, and leg strength. And then clinical research has also shown that in older adults who have poor leg strength and poor balance, certain physical therapy exercises do reduce falls. This has been shown in clinical trials. Physical therapy is also great in that they can help fit the person for an assistive device, such as a walker or even a cane, if it's appropriate. Let me now cover number six, which is evaluate for underlying cardiac or neurological conditions. This means checking for chronic conditions rather than just looking for what we call newer acute types of illnesses that I mentioned earlier. So in some cases, an older person may be falling because they've developed a chronic problem with their heart or blood pressure system. For instance, there's something called sinus node dysfunction, it's also called six sinus syndrome, which causes the heart to beat too slowly, and that can cause weakness or falls. The good news about this condition is that it can definitely be treated with a pacemaker. So I've had patients in their 90s who were falling, and when we checked, we found that they had sinus node dysfunction. And once they got a pacemaker, they felt much better, and they didn't fall as much. Then there's the neurological conditions. It's definitely possible for some older adults to develop a chronic neurological condition that affects balance. Some common ones are things like neuropathy in the feet or neurodegenerative conditions such as Parkinson's disease. To make sure the doctors have checked for these, you can ask something like, do you think a heart condition might have caused this fall? Or could there be an underlying neurological condition? It's especially useful to ask about these types of conditions if the falls or near falls keep happening, especially if you've already tried to minimize risky medications associated with falls and if you've already made sure that blood pressure is not being overtreated. Let me now share with you number seven, which is to check for osteoporosis and fracture risk. Now, as you may know, osteoporosis is this very common condition where the bones become thinner and more brittle as people age. It especially affects older women after menopause, but sometimes men can get it as well. Osteoporosis is not in of itself a cause for falls, but it's a major risk factor for being badly injured by a fall. Because as you can imagine, people who have thinner, more brittle bones are at much higher risk of having a hip fracture or another serious fracture when they fall. So if an older person falls, especially if it's an older woman, it's really important to check that she's been screened for osteoporosis, even if she doesn't break anything. Because as I said before, once somebody has fallen, they're at higher risk for falling again. So we really wanna check that there's not osteoporosis, which would put them at much higher risk for a fracture. Now screening for osteoporosis is actually a preventive care recommendation. Every woman should do it at least once after the age of 65, but many women may not have been screened. So it's a good idea to check and make sure that it's not necessary. 
I also recommend checking for osteoporosis if an older person of any gender falls and fractures something. Now you might think that when an older person falls and gets a fraction, of course they're gonna be checked for osteoporosis. But actually, research has shown that often these people don't necessarily get evaluation and treatment for underlying osteoporosis. So we really wanna think about that and we don't wanna overlook men. And the thing to know is that if someone has osteoporosis, treatment with medication has been shown to be effective and safe. It can even be started soon after a fracture, like within the first four weeks. Doctors used to worry that treating osteoporosis early in this way might disrupt fracture healing, but randomized clinical trials have been done to study this question, and they have shown that treatment, even as soon as within a week, doesn't seem to disrupt healing. All right, let me now share with you number eight, and that is to consider whether vision, podiatry, and home safety referrals might be appropriate and available. Now, whether they'll seem appropriate is gonna depend a bit on the circumstances, but it can't hurt for you to bring it up to the doctor and ask about it. Home safety referrals in particular can be really helpful. Unfortunately, they're not always available, paid by insurance, but if you can't get a home safety referral done by occupational therapy, then please check my related article because in that article, I have a link to a really nifty home safety self-assessment tool, which was developed by a geriatric occupational therapy team a few years back. I really like it and it's a great thing to do if you can't get a professional home safety evaluation. So that's my list of the eight things. I really hope this has been useful to you and that you'll be able to use this to prevent falls in yourself or in an older person you love. For more details regarding what I covered in this video, please see my related article on better health while aging. I've even included a free downloadable there that summarizes the eight things to make sure are checked after a fall. I also hope you'll subscribe to my channel as I plan to keep making videos with practical information about aging health. Thank you for watching, take care, and hope to see you soon.